Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Hello and welcome to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology. I'm Hollis Taylor, one of your astrologers. And uh, you can find out all about me at divineandrogen.com, which is in the description of this podcast if you're listening, so you can easily find it. And hi there. Great to be back on Soul Astrology. I'm Bright Hawk. You can learn more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. I'm the author of the children's book, The Dancing Hippo, a gender-neutral book dances with the moon it's so much fun and if you get my ebook it's got lots of mu- original music me telling the story hollis produced a really fun ebook that you can get at brighthawk productions and oh yeah i'm here i'm lacrosse <laughs> i'm like i'm like oh i'm just i'm watching the introductions like i'm watching <laughs> okay i'm lacrosse um Jack of all trades, master of none, professional student, and uh, yeah, I do also have a book, two books, um, coloring journals uh, to learn the tarot, and working on a whole series, um, and that should be in the link. It is. It's in the description. So friends, thank you so much for tuning in, and we're constantly evolving here at Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Forecast, so I hope you enjoyed this week's um, forecast, but first we want to take a moment to take a little meditation. So I want to just invite you to take a few deep breaths.
today's world, it's hard to think of any one thing that everyone could agree on. But I'm going to bring one thing forward now. And I think most people that you agreed that would like to see the world in a better place, the world in a peaceful space. Whether they believe that's true or not, that's a different debate. Or if it's possible. But let's just pretend it's a possibility for right now. A possibility for humans to evolve. And if humans were going to evolve into peaceful beings, there's one place it's got to start. And that's within each and every one of us. So I challenge you now to get into your heart center and with each breath at the center of your heart, see a blinking white light. And with each breath in, it gets brighter. And with each breath out, it spreads out. And it starts within your heart, and it gets brighter and brighter, sending this peaceful, loving energy in your heart, all around your own body, helping you to learn to love yourself. Take a deep breath in and brighten that light. And then blow it out and let it stretch down your legs and your body and even above your head as it begins to make a huge circle around you. And you're sort of in a bubble of light. And in that bubble of light with each breath, gets a little bit bigger and anyone that's sitting near you your bubble will probably start reaching theirs and eventually that bubble as you continue to breathe in and out will grow as a peaceful bubble of light all around your home and the area that you live bringing peace and harmony within your home and peace and harmony with your relations around you it doesn't mean that everything has to be perfect it just means that you'll learn to be at peace with those people and those people will learn to be at peace with you. And as your light grows bigger, your light will join with others in your city, in your town. And as you back out from this beautiful love light 
that's growing all around the country you live in. Let it embody everyone within. Give them a glimmer of hope that peace and harmony could happen. And as it spreads all over your continent, Understanding, peace, and harmony with each other. And may it begin with you. feeling remain in your heart, knowing that that peace starts in your own heart, now you know exactly where to begin. And as you come back present into your body and you wiggle your toes and become present, relax and knowing we are shifting into the newest evolution of human race. And we can come into the now, into the now of where we are, become present in your body, Stretch your fingers, roll your neck a little bit, and allow yourself to be totally in your body, present, awake, and alert, and ready to receive this week's forecast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well done. Thank you, Brighthawk. My pleasure, always. Thank you for that lovely meditation. Thank you. All right. All right. So, astrologers, are we ready to roll? <laughs> yeah. I'm still recuperating from the last full moon. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, this week we're in a waning phase. We'll finish the week with the new moon. We're going to be talking about January 16th to the 22nd. And that's a very lovely little cloud soft feeling. I feel like that just floats us right out of our meditation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it kind of reminded me of snow and the sky right now. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> and in many areas, it's quite cold and in many areas are seeing snow, eh? So, so how... Happy birthday to the last phases of uh, uh, Capricorn. Yeah, Whew. it's a busy week, I gotta say. <laughs> I will say, like, it's a little bit of a busy wow. week. Yeah, I, w I don't, um, there's a couple of intense things happening, but also some things that are going to start happening. We're going to, like, 
get into progress. We're going to be, the, by the end of the week, all the planets are going to be moving forward. And hallelujah, <laughs> won't that feel like a flipping relief? Because <laughs> the retrograde of Mars has just been like, oh my God, I am so over this. <laughs> yeah. So Mars, Mars is tough, and I have Mars on my ascendant. So Mars being parked in Gemini for literally six months, it's been there since Halloween. And if you count the pre and post shadow periods of a retrograde, oh my God, it's just felt like forever. Yeah, and if you have had anything that Mars rules, which is a, actually a couple of signs. So if you're yeah, you go Scorpio <laughs> or Aries, you've really you've really been through it. Okay, Mars has drugged you through the mud, probably. <laughs> um, especially even if you're a Scorpio or Aries rising or Moon. Um, or sun sign, any of those three, or if your Mars is in that sign. Or Gemini, <laughs> you know, when, yeah. when you've got there. Or if, Mar if your Mars is in Gemini, then you're also feeling it. So, you know, uh, there's, and everybody's felt it, but some more than others. And the people that I've noticed have had the most intense are the people with Mars on their ascendant or people with Mars in Gemini. So, uh, so yeah, so that's been a little bit of a thing. But I will say that by the end of this week here that we're talking about, the 16th to the 22nd, we will be going forward. And it sounds, yeah. it, it is exactly what it sounds like. It yes. is exactly what Thank it goodness. sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like, okay, we're finally not making, we're finally not feeling so lazy. Maybe you right. felt lazy. Things that couldn't seem to move forward the last six months that have felt like, God, why can't I get my mojo or where did the momentum for this project go? All of those things. Retrogrades are all about reviewing and going internal. And, you know, it pretty much puts the brakes on forward momentum. So now that we're going to have Mercury out of retrograde, we've got Mars out of retrograde. It's like, ah, yay! <laughs> it's going to, you know, you'll feel it. You'll feel some energy, I'm sure. I am sure for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so because so, of the way Mercury is moving, this T-square that I'm showing here, I'm going to show it a little bit deeper onwards, yeah. um, is going to be pretty intense, yeah. um, mostly because it's going to be the whole week. Yeah. So there might be sort of like steps you have to go through. Um, let me just, here it is. Okay, so as you can see here, this is the chart, and you can see, I want to talk about what a T-square is. There's two signs directly across from each other which as you can see series over here i think i can use a pointer but it won't let me <laughs> um series is the upside down question the question mark with a plus sign um that is series over there in the in this one is in the sixth house but this is this is just with aries on the horizon so it's going to depend on what house it is in for you okay and then, um, so it'll be wherever Libra is, five degrees Libra. And then it's in opposition, okay, to Jupiter over there in, um, in Aries, okay? And you can see Jupiter is in Aries surrounded by Juno. So it could be really challenging on commitments. Uh, there might be some commitments. You want to be careful about what commitments. And Ceres has a lot to do with... Um, mothering and motherhood um especially in libra 
it's going to especially accentuate the more codependent one. The codependent part of mom that doesn't mm. say no, that part of mom. Um, and it could create um, some opposition for you, uh, especially related to commitments and growth and new ideas with Jupiter and Aries there. So it's going to kind of expand it. And then, of course, Ceres is going to pull on it. So we got like two things pulling on each other mm-hmm. in a way that could create resistance, especially <laughs> in what you say. Okay. So because we have Mercury up there, if you can see the two points point to Mercury. But honestly, what will need to be done is you'll need to review what you say because through the week, Mercury is going to go direct. So it's going to kind of stay in this spot through the whole week and it doesn't quite move out of it. So right, you know, when it goes direct in a day or so after this chart, it will just move another degree or so. So it pretty much is there until the tw- for the whole week. Yeah. And so... <laughs> yeah, if you have any placements at eight degrees, you have Mars at eight, you have Mercury at eight. If you have planets at eight degrees, all those things are going to light up. Means they're all having a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and there's Mercury- a party going on there in Aries and Pisces. All of that energy with just... Wow. That's when when we talk about stelliums, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. When you have a ton of energy and one concentration of uh, a side of the side of the chart. Mm -hmm. And we do have quite a, uh, you know, gathering going on in Aquarius and Capricorn as well. But this is the one that I thought would be most important to talk about today because um, because it's going to feel like a pool. So I just want you to review what you say on this week. Just be a little bit more careful, especially when it comes to like commitments, new ideas, expansion, those kinds of things. Especially, you know, like if you say something on Monday and then Tuesday you realize, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe you just go back and say, I misspoke on Monday. I need to say it differently now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, I think I think you'll probably ride it better that way. Okay. Um, and that's, this is like the big T square for the week. So, um, and what do you have, Brighthawk? Well, when we start off the week, Monday is moon's day. And so the moon is in a waning crescent in Scorpio. And what we remember about the moon in Scorpio is that the moon is very spiritual in Scorpio. It's very idealistic and imaginative. On one side, it, it, it can be very, um, determined and on the other side it can be obstinate and secretive and jealous scorpio is good at holding secrets but and and not revealing they don't want anybody to know their secrets kind of thing right so scorpio has a very spiritual side and the moon in scorpio is can be imaginative it's very if i've said spiritual several times well it's because it's it's spiritual (laughs) and um i really what i really should say though is what happens is when you put the emotional moon into deep feeling scorpio it can be intense feelings that's what it can be can be intense feelings this could also lead to great determination and willpower like I will see it through silently. You know, there can be a steely determination in a Scorpio that was, that is, you know, I'll show you kind of thing. 
So the moon is waning crescent. So in a waning phase of moon, we're releasing, we're getting to the finish of things. We're giving thanks for what's happened, for where we're at. Um, so the waning phase is this whole phase of this week. We get to the end of the week, we'll get to a new moon. We'll get there just a little bit at a time. So we have this some trine energy, as you can see. You have a trine with Vesta. You have a trine with Pallas Athena. You see those two together in the sixth house. Vesta is the one that kind of looks like it has a little flame on top. And um, in Pisces. In the 12th house. Mm-hmm. It, oh, okay. sorry, in the 12th house. I'm yeah. not sure what I said. That's the Neptune. Mm -hmm. um, and then you also have the square going on, which the T-square is with Venus, with Saturn. So the moon having a square conversation with Venus and Saturn um, in Aquarius. And then you have a trine energy with the Neptune and opposing Uranus, because you have that opposition energy as well going on that axis. Yeah, um, so opposition so, means that they're on separate sides. Yeah. A square is um, 120 degrees away. So if you look at the seventh house there where the moon is, it's at 16 degrees. And we give it a few degree orb, okay? Like how many degrees can you move away from that? So you can see the moon's at 16 degrees, and each one of these houses is 30 degrees. So if you just count each one by 30 so from the moon in the seventh house there you go where the scorpio symbol is it looks like the moon most of you can find the moon it goes 30 60 90 120 and now you're over in the 11th house right and you can see that there's that venus is at 17 degrees which is almost the same as the 16 right that's only a one degree orb Okay, and, and so 90 then is the trine. Right. So you have Neptune at the top there with the sun. Pluto. Mm -hmm. uh, I, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm looking for Neptune and Pisces. Neptune is so the... a little farther so, down. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's 150 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's could be an interesting, some tension there. Yeah, Venus relationships, Saturn all about structure. Uh, Neptune is about your dreams, which is, you know, trining the moon. So that feels very dreamy and very sweet. And, um, but the Saturn square feels a little challenging. So an op opposite Uranus, which is the sign of whatever you think is going to happen is not what's going to happen. The great surprise, the proverbial rug ripped out from under you. <laughs> Your honest can be quite a surprise. So there's a lot going on there that feels a little bit on the challenging side, but it also has a lot of blessings mm -hmm. too. Yeah, and if you're looking for a good day to do past life regressions, I would say this is the day because the south node and the moon are only six degrees apart from each other. And so the moon leads your intuition and the south node is all about your past lives. Yep. So that's a great day to do any kind of past life work that you're looking to do or, or something from the past, something historic. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a good day, especially around relationships. Mm -hmm. So if you're wondering why that person suddenly stepped into your life and you feel like, wow, this person, I know this person from a past life or something, <laughs> now's a good time to do a little bit of a regression on the 16th.
Yeah. Okay. All righty. And on the 17th, I was like, oh my goodness. It this was is the just, big day. It was like, there's not enough space on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, how many cradles? Count them. Yeah. So with three cradles going on on the 17th, Honestly, plus a castle, plus a still, rectangle. And we still have that T-square going on. Yeah. Still have the T-square going on. Oh I feel goodness. like on this day, it could just feel very busy or very, everything could feel kind of out of hand. It's just going to be a lot going on where it will be hard to really grasp um, or like your day will probably just roll right out. And the next thing you know, you're at the end of your day. Yeah, it won't necessarily be good or bad. It, yeah. You know, it could be stumbly at times, but good at other times. Cause we do have a grand trine going on. Uh, a grand trine means that it's all in the same sign. So moon element, sorry, all in the same element. <laughs> um, and uh with a grand trine, all of them in fire, I'm feeling like your passion, your passion's gonna be on fire. Your passion's gonna be like, oh, let's, this is really what I wanted to do this spring. Maybe you're planning an event, you're putting something together or something you wanted to do, something you feel passionate about. That's gonna feel like it gets lit up on this day. So, um, and not like, not fiery, passionate, like, um, like, you know, where you feel like you have to tell somebody off. It's more like, oh, I feel inspired. Inspiration. It's going to be more inspiring, I think. Yeah. It, I, you know, Tuesday is Mars's day. So it's a busy, active day anyway, right? But on this Tuesday, the moon moves into Sagittarius. Sagittarius is fire. It's active. It's, you know, the archer. You know, lots of energy. So you have a lot of energy on the 17th, as you can tell. Even if you don't know what all this gibberish means, you could go, wow, that's a lot. I don't know what it means, but that's a lot. You know, <laughs> At the very least, whether you know anything about astrology, when you look at a, 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 a chart like this, you just go, wow, holy moly. Okay. So what, what does it mean? Let's start to break it down. Mm -hmm. Well... The sun is the moon. <clears throat> the moon enters Sagittarius. And again, depending on where you are, again, things at eight degrees are all going to get pinged. And the moon is trining Jupiter. That means mwah, kisses. Wonderful. It's also trining Jupiter because right now Juno and Jupiter are traveling together, which is good because they're mates. Um, <clears throat> sextiling Cirrus. So that is the one about motherhood, right? Trining Lilith, sextiling the sun. These are all really beautiful blessings. These are all really sweet. Things could be flowing so well, you don't even know to say thanks. Say thanks because there's a special shine and flow and energy and glow. And boy, take advantage of days like this because when the flow and the glow are all in the same, wow, we are cruising. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the sky, the moon is opposite Mars. So that conversation is still going on, right? You still have that opposite Gemini vibe going on. Sag Gemini is the axis we're talking about right there. But what it can lead to doesn't always have to be a difficult thing. The Sag Gemini axis is a thinking, fast moving, quick, 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 
your head might be ahead, your thoughts may be ahead of your mouth that day. You might be thinking things faster than you can articulate or catch them and write them down. So be mindful. This is a very powerful, potent, popping, wow, day. It's a powerful day. It's a big one. And go ahead and explain what all this stuff means. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything, LaCrosse? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm okay. just. Okay, just asking. Um, I'm like absorbing, not so probably the 20th. Um, okay, the the on so the three cradles are going to make things a little bit easier. The grand trine and the castle are going to really help you build up uh, that feeling of growth of whatever it is you feel passionate about. Because the the castle is very foundational. If you haven't heard of that, it's a little bit rare, but it's very foundational. It pretty much helps you build things. Um, in the way that you want to or helps you put things together. It's like the foundation, okay? Could help bring your puzzle pieces together. And that T-square is the same one I showed you earlier, okay? And um, and the rectangles are mystic rectangles. And so they tend to also be kind of like the castle, but a little less intense. So that could mean, you know, there's things coming together about your passions. You probably have some things to do. So don't be surprised if, you know, you're going along and everything's really going great and you're doing good and you accidentally say a commitment to someone and then you're like, I can't do that. And then you have to go back. Uh, and that that's where that T-square, that's why I'm saying it's not necessarily bad. It's more like you're just going to accidentally maybe say something, something could come flying at it because you're excited because good things are happening because things are actually happening and actually coming together in a good way. And you feel, you're going to feel prepared. You're going to feel ready to go. You, you know, it's, 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 it's not um, a challenging day. These are not the biggest challenge is the T-square. And I told you how to surf that. Just be, just review what you say before you say it. And if you do screw up and say something, just come back and change it. Um, and just explain that sometimes things come flying out of your mouth and you didn't mean to. Um, and it's just that simple. And I think, I think if you can just be positive in that way, I think it would really help you. This is the most happening day. I don't even want to say intense. I want to say happening day. Yeah. This is the biggest happening day of the whole week. Okay. And with everything that's going on, um, you know, pay attention to earth. I mean, it's pretty much, it's going to affect everyone pretty, pretty deeply because as you can tell, pretty much every sign has something going on in it. Just so. <laughs> about. I, I mean, like I said, you don't have to be an astrologer to go, wow, there's a right. lot going on. <laughs> right. And, and with Mars and Gemini, you know, you don't see Gemini as much on here, but Mars is there. Yeah. And you see it. And Mar we all know Mars has been doing its intense little dance there. So, you know. I, I just keep getting the glow and the flow because you have the moon just sparkles in Sagittarius. And you just have so much energy going on. And when I when I see the sky like this, and it, you see these rectangles and the cradles and the blah blah blah, all all you need to know is it's like pinball. They're all having conversations, and for the most part, all of this has a certain amount of balance. Think about a cradle. 
it balance. It's got balance. It holds you. Mm -hmm. You know, think about a castle. It has a really solid foundation and it builds upward. So, so it's all it's all good energy. It's mostly balanced and it's a great opportunity to be paying attention to what you're thinking, what you're saying and what you're doing. But isn't that true every day? <laughs> okay, onward. Yeah. And the 18th is the day Mercury goes direct. Huzzah! We will all be relieved <laughs> when Mercury is, because this, this particular, I'm just going to say, not yeah. every Mercury retrograde is this uh, challenging as you right. may have experienced. Uh. Um, Mercury and Mars doing their dance. And it's also because, um, you know, first of all, Jupiter is in Aries and Aries is ruled by Mars. And so that's what's sort of intensified this because Jupiter pretty much makes Amplifies. anything bigger. Anything it touches is bigger. And Mercury, um, you know, doing its dance, it, it, it with the two of them, they have just kind of made it more, it, it's a little bit more intense. It'd be, I think it's one of the most intense ones of the whole year. So just know you've made it on the 18th. You <laughs> have sure. made it through. And if you didn't notice all of the stuff going on with like airports and whatnot, hopefully on this day, it will be very quiet and peaceful as Mercury goes direct and says, okay, now we're going forward. Now that you've learned what you needed to learn on that, let's go forward. And the T-square will continue. But again, just be careful what you say. And with that yod, it's going to be very destined. So whatever you're doing that day, just consider it to be destined. Okay, I'm supposed to be doing this. Even if you hit a few speed bumps, just know this is how it's supposed to go. Okay, and just hold on to that and allow it to unfold before you. And I, I, I really think that this day will be a quieter day. As Mercury just kind of quietly goes direct, you'll happily take a deep breath. And um, the biggest issue will be you'll you might have to go back and correct something you said the day before okay so <laughs> entirely possible yeah <laughs> but outside of that you you should be just fine yeah yeah and that yod i agree with you you know it's just the finger of god is always a faded energy so there's just a flow in the energy that the best thing you can do is just go with it mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> all right that's it. Okay. And on the 19th, we will continue with that T-square. But, of course, the moon will join in on the party. And Juno will also join in on that party. So um, what does that mean? Well, the moon's going to make it all more emotional. Yeah. And Juno's going to really, Juno and Jupiter, Jupiter's going to expand that commitment energy. And it might make your commitment a little bit more complicated or probably a little bit more emotional, but that's about it. Uh, that's the biggest thing on that day. So when the moon moves into Capricorn, it moves into that more determined Capricorn energy, earth, grounded, 
the things that have maybe caught your attention earlier in the week that popped up into your head. Now you're going to be thinking about how do I do it? Um, it, it and that's great because Capricorn is really good at being very responsible, being disciplined. What's it going to take to do that? What do we need to do? What are the resources we need to pull together? All that kind of thing. On the other side of Capricorn, it can be a little bit on the pessimistic, a little bit on the rigid, a little bit on the, you know, materialistic, over exacting kind of energy. But the so spectrum, main thing that I would say about Capricorn that has good flow for the moon and solid, like your emotions aren't going to be all over the place with Capricorn moon. You're going to be much more grounding in and it's the end of the phase of the moon the next day is the dark moon this is still a waning crescent in capricorn and so you know really just letting that you know the energy settle let it become clear what's next and and just take care of the next thing as it comes so <clears throat> yeah that's Thursday, Jupiter's day. Jupiter's always going to amplify things and okay. it's in a fire sign. So all the fire signs will get amplified by Jupiter's energy. Mm -hmm. So if you're a fire sign, just know that things could be expanded to this day. It could also be very inspiring, you know, Jupiter, it's direct. So yeah, and Jupiter... it's also conjunct Mercury. So, you know, it's, it's going to. So for extroverts, you, you could find yourself actually, especially with Mercury now, going direct you could actually find yourself being able to speak out loud what exactly your vision is with other people that you might be working with and you might even be able to speak your intention dream or idea um in a better way so uh if you have something to present if you can wait till this day that would probably be better yeah yeah mm -hmm. definitely and uh this is the 20th so the 20th is a Friday. Friday is Venus's day. Venus is conjunct Saturn on Friday. Uh, we also have um, the moon, which is still in Capricorn, opposing Pallas Athena, trining Uranus, and um, squaring Chiron and sextiling Neptune. And it's also part of that T-square. So um, the Chiron... Pallas Athena energy is, are you taking care of yourself? Have you made the appointments you need to make? Um, what's your strategy around making sure that you've done all the things so you can be here for a good long time in a good way? That's how I look at that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chiron. Well, and depends on what house it's in, too. Of course, yeah. Um, and that's a big deal. Uh, and Pallas Athena and cancer is going to be could be very much about your home and strategy about home uh, or home life or a job from home or something like that especially around the strategy of it okay but the that's that t square down there um that the moon chiron and Pallas athena um the three of them it could be uh particularly um with a lot of feminine energy and, um, you know, that feeling of, um, that feeling of push and pull between two of them and then feeling, feeling like you really have to make some choices about what's, what's best for you. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it could be not just physical, but it could also be like other things having to do with like things that you inherited from your family. (laughs) Chiron, man, as soon as you bring Chiron in there, almost always it has to do with inherited things. Could be trauma, could be, could be just a belief system. You know, I used to know a family that used to believe that the whole family was cursed. Whoa. And I was like, I careful what you, you believe. Are, I don't think you guys are cursed. I think that if might be a belief reality. That's a little scary. <laughs> right. So, you know, be careful <clears throat> with things like that. Um, and spirit might make you kind of look at it and go, hmm, not sure that's actually what we need to be doing here. Okay. So that's the 20th, right? Yep. The dark and moon. Actually, this, the 20th is the beginning of the season of the otter. We closed ah. the season of the geese and we're going into the season of the otter and i find it interesting because a lot of it is like work hard play hard work hard play hard like through the whole thing lots of communication lots of investments careful what you say and that's actually the otter it's mostly known it's very sociable and it's about working just the cleaning time works hard but it plays even harder than it works so I think it's interesting that like in this time, like we got to be careful what we say. Don't overplay. Don't overuse things. Don't do too much because it, it 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 might not turn turn out as good as you expect. So I thought that was neat. Mm. Yeah, I was oh, I was thinking about the otters uh, that we've seen in California. Yeah, in California I was just Coast. thinking of that. Oh, they're too. so cute. They <laughs> are adorable. They've got to be some of the cutest little um, animals. And just seeing, I don't know if you've ever seen them swim by, which is what I experienced. I was camping along a river in my van and I'm just looking out and there goes these two little otters and they're playing. They literally are playing while the current is carrying. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they also signify spontaneity. Just if you're going to make a decision, don't, don't wait on it. Go do it. You know, so I guess well, it that depends on when it hits you. Yeah, because here Mercury came out of retrograde. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's, this is a, you know, now sign those contracts or anything like that you've been sitting on or trying to wait till Mercury gets out of retrograde. Go ahead and sign it in this time or wait a couple more days if you can, just to be sure. But if, if you're ready to go, go. Uh, because, you know, at least it's come out of retrograde at this point. So that's cute. And then the otter, the otter is spontaneous, which I, I love that. So yeah. yeah, they're very adorable. Super cute. All right. All right. And this is the big day. This is the new moon and happy birthday. We switched from Capricorn to Aquarius. So happy birthday, Aquarius. Saturday is Saturn's day. And um we have the moon in Aquarius, we have the sun in Aquarius, we have a grand trine in air, we have um, the moon trining, oh, you have it right there, it's trining Cirrus, trining Mars, there's lots of wonderfulness in this um, blessed energy. Aquarius, moon in Aquarius, just to remind you, Aquarius can be very idealistic, humanitarian, really about the we, um, <clears throat> creative, tolerant, sensitive. Uh, the moon is very happy in Aquarius. It's a very favorable sign for the moon. 
Um, the challenge side of Aquarius could be unpredictable, unreliable, aloof, tactless, fixed in their opinion, because they're a fixed sign. So um, the, the bright part of Aquarius is that the Aquarius moon likes being there. It's very happy there. There's sensitivity uh, with Aquarius. The moon is sensitive and Aquarius is sensitive. This would be a great day for readings because you'll be super perceptive, super, very perceptive. Wow, reading, this would be a great day for readers. The world might just need you on this day. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you can take so, it from here. Um, I'm thinking that the kite is good. The kite <laughs> is good. The grand trine, thank goodness, on this day. Um, because it'll be a little kiss before, um, before, uh, a kick from Uranus, <laughs> because I'm just going to say, well, it could be you actually a blessing know. to Uranus us queers. Uranus is unpredictable. So to us queers, it could be a blessing. I'm just going to say Uranus retrograde, Uranus is going to go direct the very next day. Okay. So the reason I'm pointing this out is because. There's two things happening here, okay? So on this day, the moon is in opposition to Pluto and Pluto is approaching the end of its transition. So Pluto is starting to leave Capricorn and when a big planet like Pluto leaves a sign, it kind of says, so did you learn what I was supposed, what I delivered? Did you learn? Yeah. It's sort of like, mm. you know, that last lecture that dad had to give you. Okay. So um, it, it will, it could, especially wow. with the United States, Pluto returns. Mm. Um, so I just want to give you a heads up. Mm. And um, someone also pointed out um, that Uranus, when it stations to go direct, will be doing that on what they call a world point. Oh, and so right. as a result, as a result, Uranus will station to go direct. And what does that mean? That means Uranus is about to go forward with the rest of the planets. Uranus is in a conservative, what I would call a conservative sign. It doesn't mean that every Taurus you know is a conservative, okay? It just means that with Uranus and Tor Taurus tends to look to the tradition, tends to do things the older way. That's all that means, okay? And Uranus is the opposite of that. Uranus is like, we're going this way, gender revolution that way, <laughs> queers that way, okay? And Tauruses are going, but we've always done it with one man and one woman, okay? And um, there's only two genders, Okay, and that's Taurus because we've always done it that way. Okay, and that's the the that's what we've been feeling in the gender revolution. So with Pluto also leaving Capricorn, right. that has to do with the system, and so very much so this dynamic that will happen on these couple of days, we could see some unfoldings, especially in the news, especially around transgender rights, even if not on this day, the very next day. So that would be Monday right after, or it unfolds over the weekend. We could have protests. 
um, because of that moon in Aquarius, because Aquarius is very much like, no, everyone's included. We have to be, we have to allow everyone to expand. That's the Aquarian energy. And with the moon there, the moon is in opposition to, or right, it's opposite of, it's squaring, squaring Uranus. It's squaring Uranus, and between yeah. Saturday and Sunday, first the moon conjuncts Pluto at right. the end of Capricorn. Then it goes into Aquarius, and it conjuncts <clears throat> Saturn. Then it conjuncts Venus. So there's these things that are going to light up with the moon, and that Aquarian energy can be very transformational. All of these things have transformation, big T, written on it. And especially with, with Uranus, Pluto first, you know, Uranus, Pluto, Aquarius, all of those, every one of those speaks of transformation, transformation. So it's like, okay, there could be some change happening yeah. between the 21st and the 22nd. Yeah. And, and then it gets the lit day. up by, you know, the amplifier of Jupiter and the amplifier of the sun and yeah. It could have more to do with uh, uh, rights and the way people are um, talking about freedom in some countries. You might start seeing those kinds of pieces of news about people wanting their freedom because that's what Uranus is about. Uranus is about, um, you know, progress. It's about forward movement and it's about revolutions. It rules revolutions. When there's a revolution, Uranus is usually involved. Mm. Okay. So, and the gender revolution, Uranus, um, mm -hmm. if you didn't know this, before queers were called homosexuals, we were called Uranians. Okay. Why is that? Because Uranus usually has a big part to play in a lot of people's charts that are queer, especially those that really challenge, challenge gender boundaries, Uranus will play a part in your chart often, or sometimes it's Mars and Venus. There's a lot of expressions in that. And this is where I have to say, if you've never given yourself the gift of having your chart done and read by a professional astrologer, Hollis is particularly gifted. It's hard for somebody to say, come to me, but honestly, it is such a gift to give yourself. And it is such a, really? That's, that's, that's my goal, that's my destiny, that's my fate, that's my talent, that's my skill, that's my shadow, that's my, oh, I'm gonna have to learn, master this. Oh, you, it's, and oftentimes, it's just such, such a fascinating thing. When I look at queer people's chart, I can usually find it. If it's not around Uranus, it's with Aquarius. And guess, guess what sign Uranus rules? Aquarius. <laughs> of course. Okay. So that's it's called why the modern it, ruler. If it's not, if it's not one, it's the other, <laughs> or it's Mars and Mars and Venus uh, conjunct or in opposition. It's it really it varies in so many yeah. different ways, your queerness. And often it's a reflection of how you express, meaning are you uh, gender fluid or are you uh, non-binary? I'm non-binary and I'll tell you, the, tell you that Uranus is on my ascendant. It is on top of it. <laughs> and so what's it, that's my rising sign is Scorpio, but Uranus is right on it. It's like one degree away. Okay. So that means everything I do is, um, is revolutionary usually. 
And that is true. Every community, everything I do, when I go in, I'm like, you know, you should. <laughs> so, so, and now I've learned instead of giving myself a hard time about it, I've instead learned to go, well, maybe the universe made me that way on purpose. Right. Maybe I was meant to be born at that moment that I was born as fast as I was born. And okay, you know, and so there might be things like that in your chart too that reveal to us, oh, well, there's your queerness. That's why you're gender fluid. So don't ignore the people that give you a hard time because you change your gender every few hours. Who cares? You know, the universe pointed you in that direction and you're supposed to be doing that. So now you can learn to love it. And I really feel like astrology validates you. It helps you it, 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 with the right astrologer. It, don't get lost in these Facebook groups. I've seen some awful crap be posted in there. And most of those people have no idea what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. They'll say mean things about various aspects. They'll say rude things. And I just want to say, tell them to GFU. Okay. <laughs> explicit lyric explicit <laughs> words here go fuck yourself because if somebody says all scorpios are jerks or all virgos are anal retentive or something like that just just ignore them ignore them because they have no clue what they're talking about they're dumb they don't they they're talking out their ass literally okay and, and it, you know it's a good rule of thumb to be wary of people who are too ultra reductionistic all of us are unique, complex individuals, each one incredibly unique. Your star chart is like a fingerprint of the stars that no one else has but you, I promise. You have gifts and talents that if you're not aware of what they are, give yourself the gift of a reading because you will really start to fall in love with yourself and know where you should be putting your energies and where you should be letting things go. Mm -hmm. I felt like it helped me so much stop fighting myself, stop trying to change things that were purely innately me. It's like, if you just started loving that part of yourself instead of trying to erase it, what would happen then? <laughs> <laughs> and lacrosse, I think you learn a lot about yourself and even like listening to these forecasts, you're able to look at oh, your yeah. own chart, right? Yeah, it's been it's been a progress. Like I've been trying I've been trying to learn for a couple of years now, little bit little bits and pieces. Um, but it, it has literally it has taught me about myself on different levels. Like Things that I'm like, oh, because I used to think I'm Libra. I'm as Libra as you get. I'm a quintuple Libra. There is no more Libra to me. Then finding out I have a Virgo rising and I'm like, oh, and I thought that I was, how do you say, very meticulous because of the Libra. Mm -hmm. Nope. <clears throat> that was all Virgo. Yeah. So it's it really has helped me identify myself, embrace it. And also just look back, oh, that makes sense. Aha, uh -huh. that's why I do this. Because then you'll think, oh, well, normally Libras wouldn't do that. And I'm like, yeah, normally they wouldn't, but I'm not all like that. Here's this. You're not all Libra. Right, exactly. So No one has all the signs, all the planets. No, no, no. We all have 12 houses. <laughs> and we all have 12 no. signs. 
lines. Yep. yep. Some so. houses have a lot in them. Some don't. And it, yeah. if your if a house is empty, just look at what sign is on the cusp. So wherever yeah. the piece of pie begins, that line, that first line, if you're going around where the one, two, three, you'll see the numbers in the middle. Just follow it wherever that line begins. That's the sign that sort of rules that house. Yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, even if it's empty, it still affects it. Okay. Oh, for sure. You know, I, my fourth house is empty, which is my, which is my, uh, m my roots, but I assure you, I have them. <laughs> um, it's Aquarius, which explains why I'm not super connected to them and why also I total sense. stepped out of my family and they couldn't accept that I was queer and I had to walk away. And so I'm I'm mostly uh, a pretty independent person, but my fifth house has my children, my child in it, and my grandchildren, and it's packed full. So, <laughs> so friends, I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> so I'm gonna pull three cards here, and um, this is a fun. This is gonna be a fun reading today, and just you know, take what's take what really speaks to your soul. That's why we call it soul astrology. So that you take what's good for your soul and apply that into your life. And now the first card I got here uh, is the Six of Cups. Let me try to get the lighting just right. Pin. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's good. So this is the Six of Cups. This is very much about our treats and what things have happened, um, what gifts we have received. This is a reminder of the gifts you have received thus far. So no matter what happens this week, make sure you give gratitude for what's come good, okay? So for the good things that happen, just say thank you. Just say thank you for them. Thank the universe. Thanks for making sure that went through. Thanks for making sure that went smoothly. Don't forget to be gratitude. It really, it, don't forget to be grateful. It really is the secret to happiness, okay? And then in our present this week, this is interesting because this is exactly what we talked about. This is the 10 of wands. This is very much about visions and dreams coming, like sort of making them manifest, especially things that draw your passion. Because the 10 of wands, the wands is very much about magic and ma like sort of manifesting your thoughts, manifesting your images, your visions, and making them happen. And that's exactly what this is, that's especially great. related to wisdom. You can see this sort of older, this sort of bearded uh, individual uh, with the crown on their head of the ten wands. And that always makes me feel like there's some wisdom behind what we're choosing. And everyone has wisdom. You get wisdom when you're, you know, three years old, when you learn not to touch the hot stove, okay? Next time you don't touch the hot stove, that's called wisdom. And you just collect wisdom every single day. So, you know, and we can respect our elders for their wisdom. They may not have very you know, much progress and they may not be open to change, but that doesn't mean they're not wise. So, uh, you know, check in, you know, listen to your elders, listen to your own wisdom, pay attention to what you've learned in the past and take that forward and help that apply to your dreams and your visions um, and your manifestations, whatever you're trying to manifest in your life. And as you go forward, this cup, <laughs> I love this. Oh, this is the Ace of Cups. And this is a, a picture of 
an unusual, I would call this person a fae-like creature. And this fae-like creature has a lot of shiny, kind of reminds me of the color scheme we went with this week, with that light blue and that soft blue, um, the ice and the freezing of cold January. Um, but at the same time, a flowing watery energy to it and air because of the um, wings. So it makes me feel like very magical, especially around emotions. And so be aware that this is very much about, you know, um, embracing your magic, embracing the emotional magic of things. So if you find yourself like just not getting as caught up in something as you used to get caught up in, that's okay. It's good to emotionally learn and change. I bet it's because your wisdom, you're, because you've been using, using your wisdom to, uh, you know, manifest maybe uh, a healthier future. And if you've been working on your trauma by doing yoga or qigong or something like that or meditation, then and then all of a sudden you notice you didn't freak out about that thing you usually freak out about, that's Ace of Cups. That's like, wow, I finally did it. I finally don't freak out about that anymore. And that's when you can give yourself a great big pat on the back and maybe you get yourself a beautiful icy or something like that or a bowl of ice cream, okay? And that's beautiful. That's exactly what this is about, okay? So remember and be honoring of your emotional growth because that's the Ace of Cups, especially the magic of it when it just kind of happens and you're like, wow, I guess I'm more grown up now or I'm more mature, I'm wiser. And that's exactly what this is all about. So remember your treat, your gifts from the past and remember that going forward um, with the 10 of wands and remember how you are pulling from your own wisdom to manifest your future. And remember, you do have the hands on the wheel. You are in charge of your life. And this is about emotional mastery and things that you overcome. So be open to those things and be grateful for them and be willing to honor the magic of it. That's so cool. And it goes very so good with the, with <laughs> the, the week reading. Mm -hmm. <laughs> magic. Definitely. Brought to you by Soul Astrology. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. And I want to say thank you and ha have a great week and happy January. Big love and gratitude to one and all. Many thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.